The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for another Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. It is September 21st, Thursdays. The Cowboys get ready. For the Arizona Cardinals going out to Arizona this week, uh, this weekend, Sunday Sunday afternoon game, and let's get it going. I mean, there's there's I mean, a lot of people want to talk about just this team in general. Maybe not so much about the actual uh, Cardinals, but they are the next stop. They're the next stop, and you know, as as Darren Woodson was on yesterday, and I and I understand how fun that was. Uh, it's just me, just me today. Um, but man, that that was awesome for Darren to stop by and, and and talk to some of you guys and and just answer some questions. He's so down to earth, so real. Um, it was always fun to do that. And he said on the show, you you can you can quote him. He said, "I'll be back." So okay, Arnold, uh, he's gonna be back, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna call and see uh, when that will be. But um, but yeah, as he said yesterday, you know they're they're professionals. They are, and 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 they're they're underdogs, and they're they haven't won a game yet. But but they'll be scrappy. They're playing hard, and and uh, you know it'll it'll be a, a fun crowd out there in, in Arizona. A lot of Cowboy fans there. But when that happens, it raises the the level of intensity for the for the Cardinals fans. So it, it'll be like a bowl game type type uh, atmosphere. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, always is. Uh, but but you know the Cowboys haven't had a lot of success there. I think they've won three out of their last eleven games going to uh, Arizona. So uh, they got to get that corrected. And this. Maybe the year to do that. So uh, storylines for injuries. We'll find out here later on uh, today how they practice, but it is trending uh, better for this team right now. Tyler Smith was able to practice uh, yet some yesterday. Um, Donovan Wilson also was a full participant. Brandon Cooks is working himself back in. Zach Martin did not practice, but the 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 thought there is that he he should be pretty pretty good for Sunday. Uh, they're just kind of letting him uh, get get ready for the game. So should be should be a good uh, good uh, situation for the Cowboys injury wise. But you know we'll, we got to see how it goes. And uh, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna take any chances. But I also don't think they're gonna look at the opponent and anything like that and say ah, let, let's rest guys. If, if these guys are healthy, they will be out there and ready to go. All right, speaking of ready to go, we got callers. We've got two already on the line. We're going to start in New Jersey. We got James in New Jersey. What's up, James? How you doing today, Nick? Thank you for taking my call. No problem. I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. I think uh, most callers start with interesting facts. So mine is I live next to the town that Miles Austin is from. Okay. So he was always one of my favorite Cowboys for that. Sure. And, you know, he had some great moments. Yeah. Yeah, Miles Austin. Uh, he, he sure did have some great moments. One in Kansas City, uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, he was he was a really, really good player. So he's from what? What was that? Monmouth Monmouth College. Is, That's where he went. But he went to Garfield High School. Okay. Who actually right. had three players in the NFL? Yeah, I I, I bet yeah. you could name them, but uh, I I can't. But. It, but it, Miles Austin was uh, by far the best. <laughs> All right. What do you got, James? Hamstring held out. He would have been great. Well, he was a great player, but no he would have been even better. No doubt. Hamstrings were tough. Yep. But uh, actually, I have two wide receiver questions. Okay. Uh, my first one is, because they was in the same offseason, so I always linked them together. Was it a mistake moving on from Amari Cooper and then signing Gallup with how Gallup's played the last two years? 
Mm. Well, well give, let me, let's get your second question so we can clear up the line. What, 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 what's your second question? Yeah. My second question, if Gallup continues to struggle, do you think they look to trade and bring in another wide receiver, or they trust Turpin and Pulford that much okay. to not do that? Okay. Thanks for the call, James. A lot of receiver talk today. Miles Austin, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Um, I, I don't the the the, the, the Amari Cooper thing is interesting because it starts off a whole domino effect that that can change a lot of other things. So, um, I think I think when you look back on it, I mean, there I'm sure there are some people over there in the front office and scouts that say, oh, it was, it was a good decision, and there's others that say, no, probably not. Still, he's still playing at a higher level, and um, I, I never liked the, the the move. I mean. But there were some things behind closed doors about that, um, that that I think there were some people that were kind of pushing for this move. More than anything, not so much about Amari Cooper, is it was about C.D. Lamb. That was the number one thing that I always heard was they feel like C.D. Lamb is ready to take over. And he, he was, and he did. So when you look at that and you look at the money that it was costing to pay Amari Cooper – um, you know, I, I think that they, they decided to, it wasn't necessarily about Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup's contract was more tied into uh, Cedric Wilson, who was here, and, and, and they decided not to sign him. Um, but, but, you know, they wanted Gallup in the number two spot, and, and, and that's what he's, he's doing. So as far as him struggling and, and making moves, I mean, I, I don't necessarily see that. I mean, the, the contract is what it is. And I'm just not worried about my, Michael Gallup. This is who Michael Gallup is. This is who he is as as a person too. I mean, he he is a an ultimate team player, maybe more than you would want out of your wide receiver. Sometimes your wide receivers, you want them to be these diva guys that want the ball all the time, they never get it enough, and they're always complaining, they're always open, they're always getting held, they're always doing this and that. Michael's not that way. He's really not. Um, he takes what's there, and and um, in some ways, you love that as a teammate. And then other times you wish maybe he had a little bit more, you know, a little bit more dog in him. But but I think for the most part he he is a he's a solid receiver. And as I said earlier this week, teams are not going to play C.D. Lamb like this all year long. They're going to figure out ways to try to limit him. And when that happens, Cooks will step up, Gallup will step up. You'll find out they're going to be a little bit more open than than you think. So. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried about Michael Gallup yet. And I don't think it's time to like move on or trade or anything like that. All right. Uh, our second caller is Jeff in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Jeff, what's up? Hey, Nick. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I'm doing very well mentally. I'm doing well, and I'm going to say that on purpose because I'm going to say that I think Dak is doing well mentally too. I yeah. think last year. He had a lot on his mind, and no one talked about it. No one. And I think it affected his play. And his mind is in a much better place. And he realizes that he can't mentally um, he can't mentally remain where he was last year. This is a guy that was a psychology major. He understands how to think. He understands how to lead. And the reason I'm saying all these things is, Let's not worry about Dak getting into the playoffs and falling apart. It's not going to happen. Well, I, I I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I mean, I mean, I, I, we're not ready to talk about the playoffs yet, anyways. But I mean, 
if if it doesn't go well, there's going to be reasons why it doesn't go well, and 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 that's people are going to point to whatever they want, and and if it you it's know it's not going to be that. <laughs> it's not. I can tell you what it might be physical things that he deals with, but I'm just I don't know, man. I've looked at people um, in ministry and psychologically for 40 years. I know when a person is rich a certain resolve. Mm. He's at that place. So if he has a number of different issues and they never make it to the playoffs, it won't be because of his mental instability. It will not be that. It won't be the yip. Is anybody? Are people saying that? Are people saying that that that's what it is? I thought he's. The, I think he's one of the mental most the, like the toughest minded uh, quarterback or person you could ever have. Because whatever happens on the field, any loss, any interception, anything that happens on the field is not even comparable to losing a, a family member, losing your mother, losing your brother. Uh, yeah. so, so what I'm saying is yeah. is that like I, I, if anyone is really saying that, that's a joke to start with. Okay, This guy has already gone through the toughest things you're going to go through. So I, I, yeah, if they, don't, if they don't win playoff games, that's it's not going to be because point. of that. So I, I agree with you. That's and, my point. And I think yeah. you and I are both... Um, I, I just don't. Who's if, if people are saying that it's it's probably the um, uh, the thumb thugs on Twitter that like to, to say that, that kind of stuff because there's there's no there's no basis behind that that that's ridiculous. He he's as strong as anybody uh, there is uh, mentally uh, physically uh, strong as well, especially for quarterbacks. And so um, there's a lot of reasons this team hasn't gone uh, deep in the playoffs, and it's not anything to do with that. Um, there's times where Dak hasn't played as, as as well as he needs to in those big games. Um, there's times where he has played really well in those in those games, and it's not just all about the quarterback. So uh, that's that's not the case. All right, let's go to the line for uh, Chad. Is this Oak Leaf, Texas? Yeah. Hey, Nick, how are you doing today? I'm good. Never heard of Oak. Leaf. Hey, man. What's that? I've never heard of Oak Leaf. South of Dallas, about thirty miles north oh. of Waxahachie. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, I just wanted to say a couple things. First of all, uh, had a rough day yesterday. Didn't get to watch the show till late last night, but the the spot with Woody was was one of the best podcasts I've ever seen. Oh, that, wow. that was just Thanks, good Chad. stuff, man. Good, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I I don't know about rating it up there like that. I'll let you guys do that. But I can tell you, well, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Better put a smile on my <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> Me too. And, and the second thing I wanted to say, in the same vein of those those Cowboys in the Super Bowl era, Troy Eggman. Okay, and I'm not comparing Dak to Troy, but Troy for those three Super Bowls averaged 254 yards per game, one touchdown per game, and one interception per game. And so when everybody's freaking out about our offense, I just want to say, calm down. You know, we've done 400 yards and four touchdowns a game for 20 years that hadn't gotten us there. Mm-hmm. Let's see what let's see what this you know this situational football does for us. Yeah. What was that stat again? How, how many well, Troy in in the, the playoffs? No, that's the the three Super Bowl years. Okay. Troy averaged 254 yards per game, okay. one touchdown per game, one interception per game, and a 65.76% completion average. Wow. That's interesting. It's yeah. a, yeah. a lot of interceptions, I would think, for, for Troy. But, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, if you're averaging if you're averaging one a game, I mean, that, that's, that's more than you think, you know, and, and averaging one touchdown a game. It seems low. But, I, again, I haven't looked at just those Super Bowl years. And, and the reason – 
that was is because Troy wasn't the best guy on the team. I mean, he wasn't the no. he was he was the leader of the team, but you know that he had him at Smith and and of course Michael and and um and, and a lot of other weapons there. So he didn't have to, and, and that's that's what you're saying. He had a good defense. Good, a good defense. defense that we played to. Right. Ran the ball, played, and, and, yeah. and, and didn't have to air the ball out. You know, they, so. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Chad. Um, uh, and thanks thanks for the call. The difference, though, is that Dak uh, does not have the Emmett Smith type of running back, but he, he he doesn't have a good defense, though, on the other side. He has an outstanding, uh, superb defense. Maybe yeah. maybe the best that we've seen. Um, well, definitely the best that we've seen uh, since – since I since I've been here, I mean, I I don't know, I, I don't know how great it was compared to when you know Tutal Jones and Randy White and Harvey Martin and those guys, and then all you know the, the defensive backs that they have. I don't know about that. I know that nickname, you know, Doomsday and all that kind of stuff. But this is this is a good defense. I think it's good defense that I've seen. Now they faced Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. They haven't faced the top elite quarterbacks, but that's not going to happen for a little bit either. So, uh, you know, you play who's, who's there. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people will say things about, well, it's too early. It's a small sample size or, or whatever, but you know, right now, you know, the, the jets are one and one, the giants are one and one. And the reason because of that is, is they face the Cowboys and they haven't really been close to that. So, all right. Um, let's go to the line again, Alan in Montana. And this is the first time caller, I think, at least for this show, Alan in Montana. Yep, it is. What's Um, up, man? Not much. Who's the team Uh, in Montana? Is it, is it the Cowboys or the Broncos pretty strong there in Montana? Who's, who's, who's the, the, the best team? Or the favorite the, team? The favorite is probably the Seahawks. Really, Seahawks? Okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. I thought I uh, thought Denver was up in there too, but I'm sure. I'm, but but what? Cowboys are they strong? Oh yeah, definitely. Cowboys are strong. Broncos are probably number two. But um, good to know. Okay. My my favorite player, I would say, is uh, Des Bryant. I was wondering if you had any. Personal accounts with him, or just any lesser known stories? <laughs> uh, uh, lesser known stories on Dez. Oh, let's be, let's figure this out. Um, yeah, Dez. Dez is Dez is Dez. Um, yeah. You got another question? Let me think about yeah, think about how I want to answer that one. Yeah, if you got another question, though, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Dak was recently quoted that you know his footwork is tied with the receivers, so that. Kind of looks at like maybe a vulnerability is if you got some press corners jamming our receivers at the line. Um, is that a big deal that we got to watch out for? And is that some teams that we could be looking at? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call there, Alan. Um, you know, I, I think I think as, as far as the the receivers go, I mean, it, it is going to come down to strength. I mean, it, it, it's more than just quickness. It is strength at the line of scrimmage and and, and getting off the ball and, and and making plays. You know, down the field. But the but the good, you know, the good coordinators as well. And this is where where both McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer can come into to play because this is about kind of organizing the game plan too. Is figuring out ways to get these guys on the move, get them get them in motion. Uh, just just a little subtle things where they they just kind of slide in motion or even line back off the ball that can kind of help with that if they're having problems with press coverage and things like that. So there's ways to kind of alleviate that. Um, when it comes to Dez, you know, the one thing I'll say about him, and I don't know if I, you can say this really about any other player because because when when the draft is coming out, everybody's you know these these guys are are, are diagnosed 
up and down, left and right, everything about him. And, um, you know, and you hear, can they do this? Can they do this? He's going to be this. He's going to be this. And I don't think there's ever been a player that has been pegged perfectly more than Des Bryant. He was everything they said he would be. Um, everything. They said he was going to be an, a dynamic wide receiver who loved football, who would raise the level of intensity in the games and the practices. He he he's he's all world. He can catch the ball. He can go up and get it. He can he can pluck it. He can run after the catch. He's big and strong, uh, passionate. Um, off the field, he's he's going to be he's going to have challenges. Um, he's he's going to you know not always be on time for things. Uh, he's going to have some he's going to have some some off the field. He, the people that he's with, you know, they're going to probably come into into surface a little bit, and, and that might be some issues. Um, he he was he was young, you know, he was immature uh, when he started a little bit. I mean, they all are. Everybody is not just him. Um, and and he was that he was all of that. He was. Everything and, and and the challenges and they were worth it. Um, I I just think when it got to the point later on in his career, you know, he would just go and out athlete people. He would just do that. I'm better than you. I'm going to go up and get this ball. I'm better than you. And he and he, you know, as as his career went on, you know, uh, I don't think his game kind of went to the next level like some of the other receivers were. Maybe lining up in different spots and things like that. Um, when he just just couldn't go and out athlete people. But but when he was there, it was fun to watch. His all time leading uh, touchdown. Um, um, a catcher in Cowboys history, and I think that what he did more than anything was every single day he would bring a level of intensity to practice that would make it fun, make it competitive. And next thing you know, the the receivers are mad at the corners. The corners are mad at Dez for saying this and that, and um, you know, and, and then and all of a sudden you're having a good practice. And I think that's that kind of happened. We see that a little bit now uh, with these guys. Um, you know, Micah sort of does that a little bit too, raises practice because just saw how competitive they are, and and, and it ends up being good. As long there's not a lot of fights and Des Des got in, in some of those as well I do remember a time I guess against the Raiders um or the Rams it was against the Rams and he had like a broken foot he was in a walking boot and and they were practicing in Oxnard against the Rams and a, one of the 37 fights broke out and here's Des like on crutches like like trying to you know get over their middle of the field and 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 do some damage and you know I, I think everything was fine but but uh he was he never he never backed down from anything. So, um, but he's active on Twitter. So if you you know want to hear what's going on with him, he's certainly doing stuff there or X or whatever they called it. And that would be, and, and you know that's that's perfect for him for Dez who threw up the X to, to call. He probably does call it uh, X. All right, Brandon in Fresno is on the line. Brandon, what's up? What's going on, Nick? First time caller on Storyline. I called on the break a couple times. I just awesome. want to say you're awesome, man. Thank you. Thank- Thanks for what you do, man. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you. My question is, Hunter uh, Lipke, I feel like, you know, everybody's comparing us to, unfortunately, the 49ers. Uh, but uh, you know how they use college youth checks? Are they kind of going... Are they kind of going that route with Hunter Lipke? Can he, can he be that kind of weapon? Oh, man, they would love that. You know, they would love if he could be that guy. And, and, and you know, and, and use check wasn't him when he first started you know they kind of has to that's a role you just sort of kind of morph into a little bit so uh yeah he's on that path to to be that guy um but i'm not sure you know you can't compare him that yet but uh, he's doing similar type of things exactly so that i mean that's what i was kind of seeing i said i know he's barely in his first year but i know you didn't come out right away mm-hmm. uh, but i'm could see it like that uh like you said i just i've been kind of noticing him kind of do a lot of things um 
I, I want to see him what he does in the passing game. Yeah. I did watch some people on him, and so I just I just wanted to see that. And then just a player out there, Dexter Coakley, man, fifty-two, old neck roll. So I just wanted to throw that out it. there. Thank you, man. I love, it. I love it, man. That that's awesome. Um, good stuff there about Lipke. You have to keep. I mean, you just keep adding stuff to the play. It, it's kind of like. And this is going to be a weird analogy for me because I'm not certainly not a gym rat, but it, it reminds me of if you're lifting weights every day, you know, and you're like bench pressing. You're like, all right, I'm going to start with the bar, you know, and you got to you put some 25s on whatever it is, and then you know you just keep doing it, and then you know a week later you're like, all right, let's put this on. Can we do more? Let's try some more. And that's what it is with all young players, and that's the way it is, I think, with Hunter Lipke. All right, let's let's give him the football. Let's. Because teams don't have that on tape. They've got this play. They've got this play. He's a lead blocker. Let's give him the football. Let's 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 throw a screen to him. Let's let's give him. You know, let's uh, put him in a route. So there's different things like that, and I just think they're just going to keep doing that and adding stuff to his plate. So uh, so far, so good though. He's he's kind of shown the ability to take that on. As for Dexter Coakley, uh, really loved watching him as a player. Um, you know, he was, you know, he's not as short, obviously, as Deuce Vaughn, but, but he was a, you know, shorter guy that you're like, well, can, can he hold up and can he do this? And he was one guy along with that win that when, when Parcells got here, I mean, he just looked at both of them and said, now that's not going to work for me. This isn't the type of linebacker that I've used in the past. This isn't a Pepper Johnson. These aren't, this isn't Carl Banks over here. This is not my guy. And uh, and then he got convinced, like, just well, let's just see because they, these guys can play. And he definitely won them over, uh, Coakley, and, of course, that win as well. But uh, Coakley's the first guy that I can really remember to say, you, you make the Pro Bowl. You can make the Pro Bowl with one big game if you do it at the right time. Uh, he did that in the 99 Thanksgiving Day game against the Dolphins. Uh, he picked off Dan Marino twice, one for a touchdown. You do that with the world watching, you end up in the Pro Bowl. And he did that. I think he was, made a couple Pro Bowl, three Pro Bowls, I think. All right. Sean in San Antonio is our next caller. Sean, what's up? How you doing, Nick? Good to finally get through. It's first time ever, but I'm a long-time caller. I mean, long-time listener. I love it, man. We got a lot of first-time callers today. You guys are busting through, busting through the line. I love it. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so basically, I have kind of a multiple question that revolves around Donovan Wilson. Okay. Uh, first, I want to say I think Donovan Wilson is ferocious. He's a spark plug, awesome attacker. You know, he just makes the uh, defense alive, and it just I think it might add to it. You know, but my my first question is: Would they have signed him or Hooker with the young talent that they know now? Mm. And then, like the second question would uh, be: Do you think Donovan Wilson come in? disrupt continuity and then the third question is will they lose those youngsters because those three safeties are signed you know hooker yeah curse and uh donovan well thanks for the call a lot of a lot of uh, uh safeties on your mind today especially donovan wilson let's see uh let me just get the second part out of the way because i i don't think that one um is really going to be a factor you said will he disrupt the continuity of it. No, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, he, he's he, what he's going to disrupt is 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 the the offense of of you know playmaking ability, and he, he's he does a lot of things. I looked this stat up the other day about Donovan Wilson. He had a hundred tackles last year. Had five sacks. Uh, he got one interception, one fumble recovery, and one f- forced fumble. The only safety in the NFL to do that last year. Uh, to have five sacks and then all those other um, turnovers, um, and 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 they had a hundred tackles as well. 
Um, nobody, nobody was doing that. And, and that, that's a, to me, that's an interesting stat because it shows you're doing a lot of different things to be a difference maker. So I don't think he's going to disrupt anything uh, in, a, in a negative way. Uh, would they have signed? Uh, probably, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you, you would. You, you'd sign Donovan Wilson. I mean, the thing that's helped, you know, Wanye Thomas is the fact that Don, uh, um, Wilson got a calf injury in the first start of training camp. It gave a lot of reps to Marquise Bell, a lot of reps to Wanye Thomas, and, and, and Mukwamu got hurt too. So both those guys get hurt the first day of practice, and, and, and that's really helped them. Um, you know, if, if, you, if you knew what you knew now, I, I, still think, I still think that they signed Malik Hooker, and I still think that they signed Donovan Wilson. Now, J. Ron Curse has, has a one-year deal. Uh, this is the end of his um, – this will be the last year of his deal. So that one, I could see, you know, you have some younger guys there. You have a Marquise Bell who plays sort of the same type of way. You know, m- maybe he, he's not one that, that comes back next year or – or if he does, it will be at a, a different price. But, again, things like this work themselves out. They always do. Um, let's go. Let's get one more call, and then we're going to take a break. This is uh, Brian in Kansas City. Brian, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning, Brian. Hey, listen, can you just have Woody on once a week? I, I will try. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will try. And it'll be, and if that happens, we're gonna have a little. We're gonna have like a little. Um, it'll be like a lottery or something like that. Like not everybody can call in. Like you've already talked to Woody before, so you know it'll be something like that. We got to make sure. We, I want to get more people there, but um, he, he said he'll be back. He said just to, to hit him up. Uh, sometimes that's easier said than done, but um, he's super busy. But yeah, I mean, he. I think he enjoyed it. That's the best part. I think he really enjoyed talking to you guys because um, you know he. He's just that's just who he is. He's so down to earth. But yeah, I'm gonna try. We're gonna try to do that hey i tell you what it was a lot of fun to listen to him and listen to him take calls that was that was a really great show man yeah, yeah. hey i want to congratulate you on your 500th uh game that's a that's a hell of an achievement for a career brother and thank that's you. that's really something man that's really something thank you i appreciate that a lot because it's been it's been a lot of fun and and uh yeah i, I mean 500 game i mean 500 doing anything 500 times it seems like a a, a lot but yeah it was it was cool uh, no doubt. Hey, so somebody already asked about the safeties. So I do have an old time player for you. He was my favorite kind of lunchbox, try hard guy, Bill Bates. And I'll hang up and uh, listen to any story you got about Bill Bates. Oh, I got a story about Bill Bates. Um, thank you uh, for the call. Um, the The thing about Bill Bates is, so I was so I, I was seven years old, I guess, when he was a rookie. That 1983 was really my first year. That was my first year of really kind of being all all in, watching the Cowboys all the time. And uh, I had a T-shirt. I went to the playoff game against the Rams, one of the coldest games ever. And I had a, a shirt made for me uh, for Christmas that day. It said, here comes the next Bill Bates. Uh, that was my shirt that I wore to the game. Um, that, that didn't happen. I didn't turn into this like menacing safety or anything, or you know, or anything like that. But um, I think my dad really, really loved. I mean, I, I think just as a fan and just like yourself, you, everyone just like, who's this guy? You know, he doesn't have the talent, the speed, the athleticism. He's just gonna work his ass off to, to do what he needs to. And he did it for what, 15 years. Um, you know, he's an inspiration to a lot of fans, a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, just a walk on, I think at Tennessee and, and 
he's awesome. And when he became a coach here, he was a guy that, that I, I talked to a lot and um, I really got to know him really well. So um, no, I, Bill Bates is, is outstanding. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I had a, yeah, I had a, a, a t-shirt and we also took a sign to the game because I think it was 25 degrees against the Rams and we had a sign. My dad made this sign. It said, Bill Bates went swimming this morning. I mean, it was just, you know, didn't work and didn't intimidate anyone. The Rams won the game, but, but, uh, you know, I, I was just saying, I think it was one of my dad's favorite players. And for that, it became uh, mine as well. All right. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. We got some calls, some long distance calls here. So we're going to get, uh, to the break. We'll be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back here. we got a few more minutes on Cowboys Storyline. Talk about a multitasker. we got a producer in the back, Chris Beam. He's doing it all. You know, he's taking the calls. He's looking at the text line, even though we haven't got the text line. I mean, I'm sure we have some questions. We're just not using it right now because the calls. Uh, he's, also, he's also got him counting his games on how many uh, he's been to. He'll be hitting 500, I, I would think. Uh, maybe next year, maybe next year, year before he's doing it right now. So if if the, if the, if you're having a hard time getting through, it's because he's doing that. I'm kidding. Uh, all right, let's go to the line though. Eric in North Carolina. Eric, what's up? What's up? What's up, Nick? Man, just want to let you know, man. I'm a major, big, huge fan of yours. Uh, Thank been you. Following you over the years, man. Thank you for the non-biased commentary and insight that you've been giving us all these years i've never had a chance to tell you that and i want to tell you that now i love it thank thank you so much i mean i appreciate that 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 means a lot i try try to to, to be th- like that sometimes it's hard to be as unbiased as you want but uh i know but thank you i appreciate that I really do yes, what, sir. what do you got in your yeah. mind so um i just want to be very quick 
I, am I the only one who are seeing immediate dividends being paid off now by switching the offensive coordinator and offensive system? Because I'm starting to see it, man. Yeah. I like what they're doing. I like the communication. You know, they're getting the plays in quick. That getting to the line with plenty of time to survey the D. You know, I think, you know, the red zone woes, I've been hearing a little bit about that, but I really think that Mike is holding his hand and not really playing his cards. You know, scoring touchdown isn't important when you have a defense playing at this level. You, you know, take your points, kick the ball, and get back on D. Mm-hmm. I love our mentality. I, am I the only one that feels that way? How do you feel? And that's basically what I want to ask. Because, you know, I saw the, the overtime game with, with San Diego, and, and, and Keller made a couple of very questionable calls, a couple of questionable throws, and it looked very familiar to what we've been dealing with the last few years in Dallas. So I'm very relieved that, you know, Mike kind of took the reins offensively and I really think it's just going to be perfect to complement the defense. And that's really my okay. comment. And I also want to run that by you and, you know, see what you think about it. All that. right. Uh-huh. All Thanks. right. Cowboys for life, baby. <laughs> awesome. Woo! Thank you, uh, Eric. Um, and I, you know, what, what I do feel uh, that I can relate to you in, in a lot of ways, and one of them is I don't know how long it's going to be, but I, I, will, I still think of them as being San Diego Chargers. You said San Diego I knew exactly what you meant. I'm surprised I even caught it because that's what I think too. I mean, they're the LA Chargers, but yeah, I I think of them as as San Diego. We're actually going to play the Chargers, and we're gonna uh, I I believe we're gonna go to LA and not uh, San Diego. But um, I, it's early. It's two games to to say that the offense is so much better than than what the Chargers are doing and and when what Kellen was doing and all that. But uh, it, it does it does feel pretty good. Looks good. Um, you know, we'll we'll see them. It's a different it's a different type of offense. They're like like you said, getting the ball out quick. Um, but but they haven't really been challenged just yet. You know, first game was was really weird. Second game was uh, you know was. They played well against the Jets. Jets were stubborn. I mean, they were not going to change up. Um, there'll be some some teams that that, that mix it up and, and give them a, um, looks that they haven't seen. So it's early, um, but love the optimism and, and and the excitement. And that's that's what's happened here. And you know, you're not the only one. You're not the only one that is that thinks that way because there's a lot of people that have given some cre- some credit and praise to um, to Mike McCarthy so far. Uh, we got some text line questions here. Do you think Romo is a first ballot Hall of Famer? And uh, will Woody get into the Hall of Fame before Jimmy makes the Ring of Honor? Julio and Frisco. Will Woody get into the Hall of Fame before Jimmy makes the Ring of Honor? That's a good one. That's that's close. And I and I don't say that because I don't say it's never on either one. I think that'll both happen. Uh I would say Jimmy the. I don't know this. I would say Jimmy to the Ring of Honor before, but but who knows? Woody, it's going to happen here with Woody, but but it might just take a little bit. And Romo's not a first ballot Hall of Famer because he was on it last year, uh, and he's not. And I don't think he's. I don't know if Romo is a Hall of Famer. I think he's Ring of Honor. I don't know if he's Hall of Famer though. I think if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, he's going to have to keep doing this uh, in the booth and be dynamic and and just be a. a somebody that you know is just you know revered as one of the best in that regard and then you know what he did as a player too uh let's go to zach in germany surprise i had you hold so long i apologize for that zach what's up hey nick how you doing i'm good how are you good good i'll send you guys the uh the phone bill (laughs) i mean it sounds like you're just like right across the street i mean this doesn't sound very far at all that's awesome 
Hey, technology these days, it's a, it's a big help. I've been following you guys for a really long time. So. Thank you. Um, I had two, two quick questions for you. Okay. The first is in reference to our, our new style of offense, the Texas Coast, right? Um, you know, I would say when Kellen Moore was here, we had a lot of criticism that we were passing too much. Um, you know, Dak's throwing 40, sometimes 50 times a game. You know, he might get the stat line, but we were getting the loss. How do you feel that now with the new Texas Coast, a little bit faster play, but with the emphasis on the run game, do you see that that is a better move? Okay. Um, go ahead and ask your second question. Yeah, no problem. Second question is in reference to the punt returner. Okay. Uh, last year, you know, I, I had listened and, and you had uh, predicted a couple times throughout the year that maybe Turpin might have a return. Uh-huh. And the only thing I could think of was, you know, he was coming off of the uh, USFL league. Maybe his body was a little worn out. So do you predict maybe this year we're going to actually get a return in the regular season? Okay. Uh, what time is it over there? It is about 5.40. 5.40. Okay. Good Good to know. Um, you know, thanks for the call. I appreciate that, Zach. And, and and I say that, and I say this every time somebody calls along, you know, from, from a different country and all that, just just, uh, just appreciate the commitment that they do and, and, and that they have to, to cover the team and cover this team and uh, to watch them, uh, you know, probably sometimes in the middle of the night with certain games or early in the morning and all that. So uh, really awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Zach, uh, for calling. Uh, the, the first part, the offense, you know, I, I it's – it's uh you know just getting the ball out quick is is good but you got to remember that that you can't have it both ways and sometimes you know that's one thing that I hate is I, I hate hearing arguments about things that are tied together you know I mean I, I heard it on the radio a couple of days ago you know like like that good job you know they're getting the ball out quick you know that's credit to Dak credit to the offense and all that but why aren't they throwing it deep? I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways. I mean, that's the thing. You, you who's open? I mean, because you're not throwing it to the back judge. So, I mean, like you, you have to wait for your guy to get down there. But then at the same time, you're certainly not getting the ball out quick. So, so you don't just play it one way. You, you don't. And that's one thing that I have really re- admired about McCarthy so far is he doesn't really just have a style yet. Um, that that I that I've seen, which is good. It's just like playing poker. You don't want to have a tell. You don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over. So um, he's going to defer sometimes. Sometimes he's going to take the ball. Sometimes he's going to he's going to go for it on fourth down at the thirty. Sometimes he's going to punt it. Uh, it. Just depends on the game. Sometimes they're going to get the ball out quick. Sometimes they're going to take more shots down the field. That's what I've learned so far about him. And then as for Turpin, um, you know, I I think. I think you're seeing the advantage of him just in a play the other day. He's standing back there around the around midfield, maybe his own 40. That punt went about 38 yards and went out of bounds. You know, punters try to angle it away. They don't just want to give it straight down the middle to Turpin. So you angle it. But if you angle it and miss just a little bit, especially if you miss the wrong way, either you punt down the middle and he has it anyways – or it gets shanked out of bounds. So angling punts isn't always as easy as people think it is, uh, especially to get distance and the, um, the 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 direction as well. I think Turpin. Yeah, I think he's. I always think he's gonna he's gonna uh, break one. Um, it, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have one uh, this year. All right, uh, Tony in Waco is our next caller. Tony. Hey Nick, thanks for taking my phone call. Um, Want to say. Well, one's a comment, more the second one's a question. First thing is just love the show. Uh, loved listening to you and Hellman years ago on the break. 
Um, He's got his own podcast. You know that? He's got his own podcast. Yeah, I was actually just listening to that before I made this phone call. Yeah. So love that. Love what I learned from you guys. I think I know a lot about football, but I hear you in these stats. You're like, on 1978, they lost to the Miami Dolphins. And I'm like, how does he know this? They didn't. Um, they played in '81. They didn't play in '70. I'm kidding. I don't. I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe they did. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm like, no, I'm kidding. Um, um, the only other question I have is real quick question. Um, this is more just a logistical question. On the sack that Dak took, and that was on Dak. Mm-hmm. Does that still get credited to a lineman, or once it happens that far out of the pocket, yeah, do is it just kind of a wash, or how, how is that actually scored against? whoever's guy that quote-unquote should have been when you say that are you saying like to like like pff and things like that or are you mean like just from the coaching you know or just for like fans or do you think like you know how is it like officially scored officially scored yeah i don't care about pff i you know i just want to know how that's officially scored i guess is what i'm asking well that's the thing like i don't know who officially this isn't like baseball where there's like an official scorekeeper for that stat i mean they obviously have stats but for that stat that's not one that i've seen sometimes that's why it gets tricky honestly that's where sometimes and and next gen stats and pff and all that give them credit they they have some really dynamic things but it is tough sometimes to determine whose assignment this was and what he should have been. And, oh, Dak should have got that ball out quick because that's what we called in the huddle, and he he rolled around and got a sack. I don't know that. Um, I, I Me, personally, I, I think that that, that was on Dak uh, because, yeah, I mean, once you start rolling out like that, uh, you, you're not going to continue to block the guy, and, um, and he should have thrown it away, and he was trying to look down the field and all that. So um, who officially gets that? Maybe it's the guy that was blocking him, but, I, I mean – I think we all just football wise looking at it going, man, that that's on the quarterback right there. So, um, all right. Appreciate the call. Did you, did you have another point or was that it? No, that was it. Just real quick and simple. I just kind of wanted to know from a logistical standpoint, who's responsible. I mean, I, I know who I feel in my heart's responsible, but yeah, like you said, from an official stat wise, who, who would be credited or whatever the case is. You know, that that's not one really that is an official stat. That's not one where, I mean, you'll, you'll see websites and all that, that say he hasn't given up this and all that, this sacks and he's 92% about this, but it really isn't one that's on like the NFL.com stat sheet of, of sacks allowed that's not really one that they do for that reason alone right there is you know no we were supposed to twist and you were supposed to take that guy now you put it on me you know it's the same with safety sometimes too safeties it looks like this safety was chasing and he gave the play but really his responsibility was be over here he just tried to do the best he could so sometimes responsibility is is makes it tough to uh, score these things officially all right, thanks Perfect. thanks for the call, Thank Tony. You. Thanks for all the calls. You guys were great. i got to get out of here kind of quick today because we got Mike McCarthy's live press, con- press conference coming up, followed by Cowboys break after that, and followed by all the shows all day long. So just keep, keep um, listening here on DallasCowboys.com. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?